Welcome to Zichur Daf Siman Memorabaya Ram Gold High, and today we're Sechus Nadarim Davav, the first parakokonuye. So the three topics we're going to focus on. Number one, the Gemara challenges Abai's position that Yadam Sheemochichos Havin Yadam from a Bryce which states, if one says about an item, Harihu Alai, Harizelai, it is hereby to me, or this is hereby to me, it's forbidden in benefit because it's a yun for a carbon, meaning a carbon type vow. The Gemara infers that had he not said a lie to me, it would not take effect because it would be an inconclusive yad. After the first solution is rejected, the Gemara answers that the inference of the Bryces should be understood that had he only said this is hereby and not added to me, then the item would be forbidden not only to him, like in the case where he does say to me, but to everyone. Did Dilma Because perhaps he's saying it is hereby hektish, which would forbid the item to all people. Since he has surely made a valid vow, and it's unclear if he intended to prohibit the item to adjust himself or everyone, we rule stringently. Point number two, Rapapa asked, Yesh Yad Kedushin or Lo? Are Yadim effective for Kedushin or not? The more clarifies, Rapapa was not asking about a case where a man was Makadish a woman and then said to the second woman, Vatnami, and you as well, because that would be a complete expression of Kedushin. The Ron explains that even though it's not the standard formula, it's a full declaration. Only when the declaration leaves open the possibility of being interpreted as something else other than condition, it's considered a yad. Rather, he was asking about a case where he said to the second woman, Ba'at, and you. Do we say he was saying, and you too, to her friend, and the condition would be valid as a yad? Or perhaps he's saying, and you watch, to her friend, and the condition would not be valid. The run explains that since there is another, albeit unlikely, interpretation to his words, it is merely a yud, and condition would not be valid through a yud, even though it is conclusive. The question is left unresolved. And point me through, Rapapa further asked, Yesh yad lepeya or ein yad lepeya? Is a yud effective for peya or not? The more again clarifies that if he had declared one patch of his field to be peya, and then said on the second, and this one too, that would certainly be a full expression of peya and would not be a yud. Rather, the question is where he said on the second patch of Hadain, and this one. Tosos explains that the other possible interpretation of his words is, and this one I retain for myself, thereby reducing the declaration to a yud, because we're speaking where this second patch is the last remaining in his field. The more explains that Rapapa's question is, Do we say that since Peya is compared to Karbanas, as Gemara on Dav Zayin Amad Alf will show, Just as Karbanas have the halacha of a Yad, so too Peya has the halacha of a Yad, or Dilma, or perhaps is only compared regarding the prohibition of Balta Acher, do not delay, since the Hekish connecting Peya to Karbanas was regarding Balta Acher, as Gemara will proceed to demonstrate. The question is also left unresolved. So once again, the three points are number one. The Gemara challenges Abai's position that Yadaim She'en Mochichos having Yadaim from a bright which states, if one says about an item, Harihu Alai, Harizelai, it is hereby to me, or this is hereby to me, it is forbidden in benefit because it's a yad for a carbon, meaning a carbon type vow. The Gemara infers that had he not said Alai to me, it would not take effect because it would be an inconclusive yad. After the first solution is rejected, the Gemara answers that the inference of the Bryces should be understood that had he only said, this is hereby, and not added to me, then the item would be forbidden not only to him, like in the case where he does say to me, but to everyone. Did Dilma are you hektish Because perhaps he's saying, it is hereby hektish, which would forbid the item to all people. Since he has surely made a valid vow, and it's unclear if he intended to prohibit the item to adjust himself or everyone, we rule stringently. Point number two, Rapapa asked, Yesh Yad Kedushin or Lo? Are Yadim effective for Kedushin or not? 
The more clarifies that Papa was not asking about a case where a man was Makadish a woman and then said to the second woman, Vatnami, and you as well, because that would be a complete expression of Kedushin. The Ron explains that even though it's not the standard formula, it's a full declaration. Only when the declaration leaves open the possibility of being interpreted as something else other than condition, it's considered a yad. Rather, he was asking about a case where he said to the second woman, Ba'at, and you, Do we say he was saying, and you too, to her friend, and the condition would be valid as a yad? Or perhaps he's saying, and you watch, to her friend, and the condition would not be valid. The run explains that since there is another, albeit unlikely, interpretation to his words, it is merely a yud, and condition would not be valid through a yud, even though it is conclusive. The question is left unresolved. And pointing with you, Rapapa further asked, Yesh yud lepeya or ein yud lepeya? Is a yud effective for peya or not? The more again clarifies that if he had declared one patch of his field to be peya, and then said on the second, and this one too, that would certainly be a full expression of peya and would not be a yud. Rather, the question is where he said on the second patch of Hadain, and this one. Tosos explains that the other possible interpretation of his words is, and this one I retain for myself, thereby reducing the declaration to a yud, because we're speaking where this second patch is the last remaining in his field. The more explains that Repuppa's question is, Do we say that since Peah is compared to Karbanas, as Gemara on Dav Zayin Amad Alf will show, Just as Karbanas have the halacha of a Yad, so too Peah has the halacha of a Yad, or Dilma, or perhaps is only compared regarding the prohibition of Balta Acher, do not delay, since the Hekish connecting Peah to Karbanas was regarding Balta Acher, as Gemara will proceed to demonstrate. The question is also left unresolved. All right, so now we go to our simmer da vav, and our standard simon is a sword because a vav is straight like a sword. So here goes. The dramatic swordsman picked up a fierce-looking sword and shouted, Hare zeb, but not a lie, making it usher and all. Just after he was Makadish a woman and pointed the sword at her friend and shouted, Ba'at, while the terrified friend tried to hide in the last remaining patch of a field, which was not clear whether it was declared as peah. Once again in slow motion. The dramatic swordsman, swordsman, that must be more duff, vav. The dramatic swordsman picked up a fierce-looking sword and shouted, Hare Zet, but not a lie, making it usher and all, which reminds us, the inference of a Bryce is that if one only said, Hare Zet, this is hereby and not added a lie to me, then the item would be forbidden not only to him, like in the case where he does say to me, but to everyone. To Dilmarahu Hektish Ka'amr, because perhaps he's saying it is hereby Hektish, which would forbid the item to all people, since he has surely made a valid vow, and it's unclear if he intended to prohibit the item to just himself or everyone, we rule stringently. So the dramatic swordsman picked up a fierce-looking sword and shouted, Hare Zeh, but not a lie, making it usher and all, just after he was Makadish a woman and pointed the sword at her friend and shouted, Ba'at, which reminds us where Papa asked, Yesh yad le Kedushin Olo, are Yadaim effective for Kedushin or not? The Gemara says he was asking about a case where a man was Makadish a woman and then said to a second woman, Ba'at, and you. Do we say he was saying, and you too, to her friend, and the condition would be valid as a yad? Or perhaps he's saying, and you watch, to her friend, and the condition would not be valid. The run explains that since there is another, albeit unlikely, interpretation to his words, it's merely a yad, and condition would not be valid through a yad, even though it is conclusive. The question is left unresolved. So the dramatic swordsman picked up a fierce-looking sword and shouted, Hare Zeh, but not a lie, making it usher and all, just after he was Makadish a woman and pointed the sword at her friend and shouted, Va'at, while the terrified friend tried to hide in the last remaining patch of a field, which was not clear whether it was declared as Peah. 
Which reminds us, Rapapa further asks, Yesh yad or ain yad Is the yad effective for peah or not? The Gemara again clarifies that if he declared one patch of his field to be peah, and then said on a second, and this one too, that would certainly be a full expression of peah and would not be a yad. Rather, the question is where he said on the second patch, which was the only remaining patch, Vahadain, and this one. Tosus explains that the other possible interpretation of his words is, and this one I retain for myself, thereby reducing the declaration to a yad, because we're speaking where the second patch is the last remaining one in his field. So once again, the dramatic swordsman picked up a fierce-looking sword and shouted, Hare Zet, but not a lie, making it usher on all, just after he was Makadish a woman and pointed the sword at her friend and shouted, Ba'at while the terrified friend tried to hide in the last remaining patch of a field, which was not clear whether it was declared as payah. All right, so now it's time for four blabat chazara. Dav base. So the similar dav base is a bias, a house. So here goes. The frustrated man who was not permitted entry into the Kinui house. House. That must be on dav base. Bias. The frustrated man who was not permitted entry into the Kinui house, in which one was required to use substitute terms for Nadarim, Charamim, Shavuos, and the Zeros, which reminds us that the mission begins, the Kinui Nadarim, Kinadarim, and the same applies for a Kinuim of Charamim, Shavuos, and the Zeros. So the frustrated man who was not permitted entry into the Kinui house, in which one was required to use substitute terms for Nadarim, Charamim, Shavuos, and the Zeros, because he forgot to list the two items that are in Isra Chepsa first, which reminds us, the Gemara explains the listing in order of all the Kinuim, and we learned that Charamim was listed second after Nadarim, even though Shavuos and Nadarim are written together in the Torah, because with Nadarim and Charamim, the person is being Osir the Chavetz on himself, the object on himself, whereas with the Shavuah, he is being Osir himself on the Chavetz. So the frustrated man who was not permitted entry into the Kinui house, in which one was required to use substitute terms for Nadarim, Charamim, Shavuos, and Naziros, because he forgot to list the two items that are in Israel Chepsa first, decided that he would give precedence and list examples of Yados before examples of Kinuim, which reminds the Mishnah's Machutz Mechusra, missing text, and it should read called Kinui Nadarim, Kinadarim, Yados Nadarim, Kinadarim, and then afterwards have present the examples of Yados Nadarim. Daf Gimel, so the similar Daf Gimel is a Gamal, a camel. So here goes. The camel driver, camel driver, that must be more in Daf Gimel, Gamal. The camel driver who traveled far to clarify Yados Nadarim first because they were learned from a drasha, which reminds us that since Yados are derived through a drasha, the Tana explains them first. So the camel driver who traveled far to clarify Yados Nadarim first because they were learned from a drasha was so inspired when Anazir told him that the Yados Nadarim rule was learned from a repetitive phrase by Nazir, which reminds us the source for Yados by Nazir is from the double Russian of Nazir Hazir in the Pasuk, and we learn through a hekish of Nazir to Nadarim that Yados also apply to Nadarim. So the camel driver who traveled far to clarify Yados Nadarim first because they were learned from Adrasha was so inspired when Anazir told him that the Yados Nadarim rule was learned from a repetitive phrase by Nazir that he declared, I will not leave this world without being a Nazir and rush on his way lest he violate Balta'achir, which reminds us, the application of Balta'achir to a Nazir is when someone says, I will not leave this world without first being a Nazir. From that moment, he must be a Nazir because he must fear that any moment may be his last and a delay would thus violate Balta'achir. Daf Daud, so the similar Daf Daud is a door. So here goes. The man who accepted his Nazirs in the graveyard next to the doorman's plot with a tombstone shaped like a door. Doorman with a tombstone shaped like a door? That must be one Daf Daud, Dalad, door. 
The man who accepted his nazir is in the graveyard next to the doorman's plot with a tombstone shaped like a door, which reminds us the Gemara in this stuff begins by offering more ways that a nazir can violate the losasi of Ta'akhir. The first is in a case where he accepts to be a nazir in a graveyard. The Gemara clarifies that although the nazir is effective despite the acceptance being in a graveyard, nevertheless, he is subject to Baal Ta'akhir, Mishim the Kama Akhir Nazirus to Tahara, because he's delaying the nazirus of Tahara. The second option is that the nazir violates Baal Ta'akhir for delaying his shaving. So the man who accepted his nazirus in the graveyard next to the doorman man's plot with a tombstone shaped like a door realized he was also going to be delayed in bringing his carbonus and transgressed balta akhir again which reminds us the more offers a third option of how a nazir could be over balta akhir he violates balta akhir by delaying to bring his carbonus the more challenges this answer by asserting that we would not need to learn this from the darim as the brisa did on dab gimam at all because we already have a drusha that teaches that obligatory carbonus are included in balta akhir and the carbonus of a nazir are obligatory it answers you might have said that the torah taught a chiddush by nazir so perhaps balta akhir does not apply to a nazir. The Gemara provides two explanations of what the Kiddush is. So the man who accepted his nazirs in the graveyard next to the doorman's plot with a tombstone shaped like a door realized he was also going to be delayed in bringing his carbonus and transgressed Balta Akhir again and wish he had just said a simple netter such as I am vowed from you in that which I eat of yours. Which reminds us the Mishnah had given examples of Yadis Nadarim such as someone who says Mudrani Mimcha Mufrashani Mimcha I am vowed from you or I am separated from you. Shmuel said in all these, it only applies when he adds that which I eat of yours or that which I taste of yours. He holds that the two sets of phrases in the Mishnah should be understood as two parts of a single case and not two separate cases. The Gemara clarifies what exactly did Shmuel mean. Daf hey. So the Zimmer Daf hey is hey or a haystack. So here goes. The two farmers bailing hey, hey, that must be on Daf hey. The two farmers bailing hay were forbidden to benefit from one another because one said, Mudar anilocha, which reminds us, the more revises Rabbi Yossi Barchanina's statement to read, if one says, Mudar anilocha, shneim asurim, I am vowed to you, they're both forbidden to benefit from each other. But if one says, Mudrani hemach, hu asur mutter, I am vowed from you, he's forbidden to benefit from his friend, but his friend is permitted. So the two farmers bailing hay were forbidden to benefit from one another because one said, Mudar after his friend inscribed the words, I am separated from you in a haystack, and he thought he meant, I will not do business with you, which reminds us. The Gemara concludes that Shmuel did mean to say that only if one adds the phrase, Shani Ochlocha, is the vow effective. But if he only says, Mudranimimcha, I am vowed from you, the vow is ineffective. Here the Gemara explains that the reason is, It does not imply that he's saying a prohibition. The reason for this is, Mudar Animimcha, I am vowed from you, can instead imply, I will not speak with you. I'm separated from you can mean I will not do business with you. The run explains that since the implication of his vow is not conclusive, no vow takes effect at all. So the two farmers bailing hay were forbidden to benefit from one another because one said, after his friend inscribed the words, I'm separated from you in a haystack, and he thought he meant, I will not do business with you. When the friend was actually trying to win back his wife, who demanded that he give her an explicit get. Which reminds us, the Gemara records mochoks between Abai and Rav about yadaim she'emochikos, yadaim which are inconclusive. Abai says they are valid yadaim and Rav says they are not. The Gemara asks that this dispute seems to reflect the mochokas tanaim regarding a get, for it stated in the Mishnah, gufa shall get adam. The essence of a get is you are thus permitted to anyone. Rabbi Yudah says the get must include and this will be yours from me, a document of expulsion and a letter of release. We see that Tanaim have already disagreed about how clear a partial expression must be for a valid get. The Gemara shows, though, how Abai can conform with even Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbah can conform with the Rabbanan.
All right, so now it's time to conclude their pop quiz of 10 questions. Number one, which stuff do you want another can be over Baltaakir by delaying to bring us Karbanas? That's on Duff. Dalad. Good. Number two. Which of the one that when one says Harizeh without saying Alai, it could be understood to mean that he's making the item Hekdish and Asr to all. That's on Duff. Vav. Good. Number three. Which of the one another can be over Baltaakir by accepting his Naziras in a graveyard? That's on Duff. Dalad. Good. Number four. Which of the one that Shmuel holds that if one said Mufushani Mimcha, I'm separated from you, it's not a good vow since he could mean I'm not doing business with you. That's on Duff. Hey, good. Number five. Which of the one that one of the reasons the Tana explained Yados first is that it was taught from a drusha. That's on Duff. Gimel. Good. Number six. Which of the one a case where a Nazar could violate Baltaakir is when he said, I will not leave this world without becoming a Nazar. That's on Duff. Gimel. Good number seven. Which stuff do we learn that Rapapa asked the question whether there is a Yud for Kedushin or not? That's on Duff. Vav. Good number eight. Which of the one that Haramim was placed second after Nadarim in the Mishnah instead of Shavuos? Because both Nadarim and Haramim are in Isra Chapsa. That's on Duff. Base. Good number nine. Which of the one that Shmuel says that the two phrases of Mudranimimcha and She'eni Ochlocha have to be said together. That's on Duff. Dalad. Good. And number 10. Which of the one that Rapapa asked the question whether there's a Yad for Peya or not? That's on Duff. Vav. Excellent. That concludes today's year. This is Rabbi Ram Goldham Zichu wishing you a great day and great learning.